it kind of shocked me because I was parading Twitter, getting ready for the show today. And I seen something from a national guy, a national guy that works for a casino, Caesar Sports, and it had the Lions involved. And what I read shocked the hell out of me. So this tweet by Max Meyer, he where he's the editorial content writer at Caesar Sports, he wrote, the most popular NFL wager handle in July at Caesar Sports has been Lions over six wins. Additionally, Dan Campbell has drawn the most money overall to win Coach of the Year, and DeAndre Swift has drawn the most money overall to lead the NFL in rushing. I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what that means. I'm not used to the Detroit Lions being betted on as a team that could surprise people. You know, usually in this Detroit Lions fan life I've been dealing with, Usually, it's the fans that have the optimistic view, and then we all get beat to a core, you know, later in the season. You, you, we, see, we, we witness one of the most horrible losses. We watch one of our favorite players go down to an injury. That's just the Lions kind of luck. But these, these people across the country – you know, Peter King had a glowing article about the Detroit Lions. Uh, obviously, he sees your sports today. A lot of people have been penciling in the Detroit Lions as their, you know, surprise team of the year. It's becoming like a rogue pick to pick the Detroit Lions. And honestly, I'm a little bit shocked because, you know, there's a lot of teams that are better. But do they know something that we don't? Do they know something that we don't? Do they think that Jared Goff is a better quarterback than Detroit Lions fans think? You know, obviously Detroit Lions are going to have one of the best offense lines in football. You know, I think where I worry is the defensive line. I think the defensive line is a little bit there's, – there's more to be said on the defensive line. Obviously, you get a guy like Aiden Hutchinson. You get a guy that could totally progress in Aline McNeil and Levi Anzarike. Romeo Aquara is coming back off injury. Charles Harris is back. I think the biggest portion of the Lions defense that I really worry about is the middle, the linebacker core. I think the I think the secondary is going to be surprisingly good. I really do. I think Jeff Okuda still has a lot to offer. Amani Awari, I think he's a he think he's going to be a fantastic player again. I think Jerry Jacobs, I think he's going to turn the corner again coming back off injury. I just think that the, the secondary is going to be sneaky good, and I think they're going to be helped out by the pass rush on, on the defensive line. I think the defensive line is going to be a lot better than what people think. But you look overall, the Detroit Lions, I mean, there's a lot of things to love about the Detroit Lions. First, they have a great offense line. And when you're building a team in football, one of the things that is the biggest, uh, you, the, the thing that you try to build first is the offensive line and defensive line. And the Lions have a good offensive line. They have Jonah Jackson, who went to the Pro Bowl last year. Obviously, Penny Sewell, Taylor Decker, Frank Ragnow, even Vitae was really good last year. They got good running backs. They have DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams and and uh, Craig Reynolds and Jamar Jefferson. I needed to see DeAndre Swift stay healthy for a whole year. That would be fantastic for the Detroit Lions. But, you know, what this all relies on is Jared Goff. 
you know, if Jared Goff plays good, the Detroit Lions will be a good team because that that you know, by receiving core is really, really good. I mean, you look at a guy like DJ Chark, you look at a guy like Josh Reynolds, you look at a guy that that is gonna come back, you know, maybe week around week six or week seven, and Jameson Williams, who's probably gonna be the fastest guy. We're, then you got Amon Ross St. Brown, who he didn't drop a he, he didn't drop a he didn't drop a pass in 70, uh, 70 straight pass attempts. This is a guy who has been very, very good. And the Detroit Lions, they have all these these things working for them. You know, they have TJ Hawkinson. They have guys that can really benefit and really play to, to the strength of the Detroit Lions. And one of the things I'm looking forward to is I need to see TJ Hawkinson have a bounce back year. You know, last year, early in the year, there was no one that was that took away from him. You know, obviously, Amarok came, came around at the end of the year. Josh Reynolds came around at the end of the year. But TJ Hawkinson was lonely the only target of the Detroit Lions early in the season. So people keyed in, keyed in on him. This year, he'll have an easier shot because they're going to have to – their defenses are going to have to – position themselves to play a guy like Josh Reynolds, to play a guy like DJ Chark, to play a guy like Amos Ross St. Brown, to cover DeAndre Swift coming out of the backfield. The Lions offense should be top 10. Should be. You know, I think if Jared Goff wants to keep his job as the Detroit Lions quarterback, he has to play and get this team to a top 10 offensive level. Period. Period. Because you look at the Detroit Lions, there's so much that they have to offer. They have a lot of good players. They have uh, a good offensive line. They have a running back. And I'm interested to see what kind of plays and what kind of things that uh, Dan Campbell and Ben Johnson draw up for that offense. Because as you look at the Detroit Lions, they need a guy to kind of out scheme the defense and it's going to be it's going to be rough for the defense because they're going to have to cover so many guys because there's so many guys that are good on that Detroit Lions offense it will be tough so if Dan Campbell can scheme up some, some things or DeAndre Swift comes open out of the backfield and gets the pass it's about five yards out and, and takes it for 20 yards these are the plays I'm talking about it, it's, it's, it's up to Jared Goff to make those plays. That's what it will be up to. And you look at the Detroit Lions, there's so much to like about the team, which scares me a lot. Obviously, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you know what I'm talking about. There's so much that could go wrong, but there's so much that can go right. And I really like a lot of the players on this team. I'm just worried that they, if I'm hoping that they can stay healthy because DJ Chark didn't stay healthy in the last couple of years in Jacksonville. Um, obviously, you know DeAndre Swift has had injuries. TJ Hawkinson has in, had injuries. I need them to play a full year. I need Hawkinson to play a full year. I need DeAndre Swift to play a full year. And I need to see more production because I want to make sure that when we go into the future with the Detroit Lions team that's competing to be in the playoffs every year, competing to go with the Super Bowl. I want to see these guys be con- consistently in the lineup, 
not out of lineup. When you look at the Detroit Lions, there's so much things that you look at and you go, if that goes right, I can see it. If this goes right, I can see it. The only thing that you could say, I know this is going to be a strength for the Detroit Lions, is the offensive line. And I think DeAndre Swift being named as one of the guys who can get the to be the top rusher in the NFL, I don't know about that. Because I think there's going to be a lot of carries for Jamal Williams, a lot of carries for Jamar Jefferson. I think Craig Reynolds is going to get some carries. I think they're going to mix it up. It's going to be a running back by committee kind of thing. But if DeAndre Swift did become the the Lions' leading rusher, I can tell you this right now. If DeAndre Swift was the Lions' leading rusher, they are totally in the playoffs. I would contend that they win the division if that's the case. Because you got to think about it. If the Detroit Lions can can run the ball at a significant pace, they're taking time off the clock. They're able to do play actions. Jared Goff was a really good quarterback on play actions, and you're opening up, you know, plays downfield for a guy like DJ Chark, a guy like Josh Reynolds, a guy like Jamison Williams when he comes back, a guy like TJ Hawkinson. These are the plays that you're going to be opening up. Even a guy like I'm, you know, I'm Ross St. Brown. He's going to be open. There's plays that open up because of the run game. One of the things that Detroit, the, the Lions have always struggled with, you know, during Stafford's tenure, they never had a consistent running game. And in the NFL, you need a run game, period. And I know there's misnomers about you don't need a run game, you don't need a run game. Obviously, you can get by with the average run game. But when it comes time to ice the game and you need to run out the clock, You need a run game that consistently can get you first downs, first downs, first downs, first downs, first downs. The Lions haven't had that. You know, I think we went we went years without a hundred yard rusher. Amir Abdullah was our first. uh, You know, he he went he ran for a hundred. He didn't. He got close to a hundred yards. It took the carry on Johnson to get to a hundred yards against that New England Patriots team in twenty eighteen, I believe. But before that was Reggie Bush and Joey Bell. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, there hasn't been much for the Detroit Lions in the rushing department. So, if, if Swift can stay healthy, if he did lead the Detroit Lions in rushing, boy, oh boy, that's a great that's a great thing. Boy, oh boy, we're talking about a guy who could potentially just roll. I think the Detroit Lions have a lot of talent. I think that their top five offensive line can get them a lot of things in the run game, in the pass game. I think that offense line is, is going to really make this offense look good. And it's up to Jared Goff to play the way he played in Saint, in L.A. Almost at St. Louis. But it's it's up to him how he played in L.A. That one year that they went to the Super Bowl, he played great that whole season. Obviously, he didn't play good in the Super Bowl, but that's that's that was a total defensive game, and it was just – that was a wild game, to be honest. But – I don't know. You know, if you look at the Detroit Lions going forward, there's a lot of things to like about the Lions moving forward. Can they be that team that excels to the top this year? You know, Dan Campbell being named, uh, being a betting favorite for coach of the year. I mean, there was a lot to like about Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell is legitimately one of the guys who got this team to play hard every game. When they even when they were out of it, they played hard for that that guy. 
I think that Detroit has a shot. I think Dan Campbell has a shot to win Coach of the Year. I really do. I think this Detroit Lions team could be a team that shocks people, but we will have to see what they do. And it's going to be fun during training camp. Obviously, today is going to be a shorter episode. We're going to have a couple segments, but that's the first thing I wanted to get off my chest was this whole thing about the betting favorites and the whole, uh, as we're recording on a Wednesday, the 20th, you know, I, there's a lot of things that I love about this Detroit Lions team. And we're going to we're gonna go through it before the football season. So stick with me on Kings of the Jungle podcast. You can find it on Apple and Spotify. We will post on YouTube too. So please follow, subscribe, and rate the podcast as we get going towards another Lions season. We will see you in the next segment. So with Jared Goff, there's a lot of potential for Tim having a great year. And oh, I see a lot of videos out there. I see a lot of posts out there. Especially, you know, Jared Goff can be a top 10 quarterback. I think is baloney. There's a, there was a post I seen in some kind of group where someone proposed that the Lions should go trade for Jimmy Garoppolo, which I would I think would be a total, a total farce in terms of Jimmy Garoppolo is a horrible quarterback, and Jared Goff is better, in my opinion. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo has been to a Super Bowl, so has Jared Goff. And Jimmy Garoppolo is not liked by his teammates. That's clear. If you listen to that podcast with Julian Edelman and um, I forget the other, uh, I think it was Martellus Bennett, basically said it. They said he was a bitch, which is not good for a quarterback who is a leader of the locker room. So the one thing you can say about Jared Goff is he is a guy who is composed. He is a guy that is uh, professional in the way he approaches things. He is a professional in the way that he approaches the game. And he is a good dude. You you could you can tell he's a good dude. A lot of players love Jared Goff. And the one thing I have to say is Jared Goff has to play good this year. You know, Jared Goff had a great couple years in LA where he, he had, uh, he was just playing out of his mind in 2017 and 2018. He had uh, 2017. He had 28 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 2018, 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and then he went down. He has not thrown more than 30 touchdowns uh, since 2018. In the last two years of L.A., he, he really didn't play well. He had a good completion percentage. You know, that's the one thing that you know about Jared Goff is he's not going to take risk with the football. He's going to complete the passes. And that's a good thing because when you have weapons like Amon Ross St. Brown and Khalif Raymond and T.J. Hawkinson and Jamison Williams when he eventually comes back, that's good because you're just getting it to your guys to make plays. And that's an important part. But Jared Goff needs to have a good year. Last year, he had the best interception, um, the second best interception percentage in his career. He only had eight, he only had eight interceptions, which was 1.68 interception percentage. 1.5 was his best. And that was in 2017. So to me, this is a this is a total make it or break it year for Jared Goff. When you look at Jared Goff, there's a one thing that it remains simply the whole totality with Jared Goff. Sometimes he's not aggressive enough. Sometimes he's too calculated. Sometimes he's too uh, he's too you know he, he doesn't take the necessary risks that you expect a quarterback to take. And you know you look at his um, you look at his average yards per attempt. You know, he had 6.6 last year, which was the lowest in his career. He needs to get that up to around eight, seven and a half, okay? 
Um, he's he's got he's got to get that up because when you look at the Detroit Lions, there's a lot of receivers who can make plays with their with their speed, make plays with their um, with the way that they play. And there's guys like TJ Hawkinson who can get easy yards because there's going to be a lot of there's going to be a lot of skill talent on the Detroit Lions roster this year. So I expect Jared Goff to play really really well. Here's why it's a make it or break here for Jared Goff. I like Jared Goff a lot. I think Jared Goff could become a guy that can take the Lions to the playoffs and potentially a Super Bowl because he is a guy who makes the right plays. What I look for for Jared Goff is this is going to be a make it or break it year simply because he's going to have a top five offense line. He's going to have a rushing game. He's going to have a lot of skill positions, uh, a lot of talent in the skill position sets. He's going to have a court. He's going to have a coach that really likes him. He's going to have an offense coordinator that really likes him and is going to scheme plays up for Jared Goff. So there's no excuses for Jared Goff. Literally none. The excuses for Jared Goff would have to be they score 30 points a game and the defense gives up 35 a game. That would be the only excuse. Other than that, I cannot fathom the Detroit Lions, you know, going forward with Jared Goff if he isn't a suitable quarterback for the Detroit Lions this year. You know, suitable means a lot of things, okay? Obviously, there's quarterbacks in this league, in the NFL, that have made Super Bowls, have went to Super Bowls, have had success in the playoffs that weren't elite quarterbacks. I don't expect uh, Mr. Jared Goff to be an elite quarterback. It's not what I expect. I don't expect Jared Goff to be an elite guy. I expect him to be good. I expect him to be at the Kirk Cousins level. I expect him to make the throws that he is asked to make. And I expect him to come up in clutch times. He's going to get that chance. Early in the season, there's going to be a little bit of – there's going to be some games where it's going to be a coin flip if the Lions win or lose. And the winning – the coin flip is going to be on Jared Goff's shoulders. Does he make this throw? Does he not make this throw? Does he make this throw? Does he not make this throw? Does he make the right check down? Does he make the right – does he make the right check down? Those are the things that we're going to be looking at when Jared Goff starts to play. You know, this is one of the most – I think the biggest thing about the Detroit Lions this year, you know, there's a lot of things that the Detroit Lions have that could help them. And Jared Goff, he has to play up to his talent level because there's no excuses this year because the Lions offense is a lot better than years past. And to be honest, when Matthew Stafford was here, I think this is better than any offense that Matthew Stafford had by a long shot. So there's no reason that Jared Goff shouldn't play well, shouldn't excel in this offense. And if he doesn't, it's a make it or break it type situation. If he's not good, you have to cut ties and you go look for a quarterback tank that can get it done. You know, this is the best offense the Detroit Lions have had in quite some time. They have a run game. They have an offensive line. They have a pass. They have passing attacks. They have skill positions that are, you know, guys like Amra, Khalif Raymond, Quintess Cephas, Jameson Williams, DJ Chark, Josh Reynolds, TJ Hawkinson. There's a lot of potential for the Detroit Lions this coming year to make noise, but it really relies on Jared Goff. And can he be the quarterback the Detroit Lions expect him to be? And can he be the quarterback that he was in L.A. the first two years? And in the, within the first three years, 
You know, obviously his first year with Jeff Fisher didn't go as planned, but he got better in the second year, he got better in the third year, and then he dropped off. Maybe that was the thing with uh, Sean McVay, but I need to see more from Jared Goff. It's a make it or break it year for Jared Goff, period. Any other conversation is just Looney Tunes because we really need to see what Jared Goff can bring to this offense, what he can do to this offense with the positions that, with the talent that he has in this offense, there is literally no excuse to be even average. You have to be good, period. You have to be good in this offense because this offense has a lot of talent, probably the most talent I've seen from a Lions offense in quite some time. And Jared Goff has to play up to his level. All right, down to the breast sex. I think the Detroit Lions have a shot to win the NFC North. And no, I'm not being facetious. And no, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. Or no, I did not snort crack before doing this podcast. Here's the reason I think the Detroit Lions have a shot. Now, I posed a question on Detroit Lions News, and I got some good answers. From Cheryl Williams, every player on the team, coaches including, has to do their job. Very good answer from Cheryl. That's the way that it should be. You know, a lot of teams, they don't, they don't do it that way, but that's that's how easy it is to actually, like, get down to the brass tacks, do your job. Ray Foley, I mean, Roy Finley, he says they have to win, the mo- they have to win most of their games in, against the NFC North. They also have to win games that they are supposed to win, and the defense has to step up. Roy hit on a hit on a point that I need to get answered right now. When you look at the NFC North, you look at the NFC North. Look at Chicago. Okay, they're going to be the last place team in the division. They're not that good. Justin Fields is set up to fail. The offensive line is a farce. They just traded their best defensive player in Khalil Mack. They're probably going to trade Robert Quinn. And they lost to Keem Hicks to free agency. I I don't believe Chicago is is anywhere close to, you know, being a nuisance in the division. Because, personally, I think they're just a bad team and a bad organization. The Minnesota Vikings. They have one of the best wide receivers in football. That's obvious. But here's the issue. They're in the first year as a head coach. Just like the Bears, they have a new coach. Unlike the Bears, they have good skill positional players. The issue is they don't have an offensive line. They have questions on the offensive line. Minnesota's been looking for an offensive line for years, and they can, they can never find an offensive line. And their defense is old. They're older defense. I question if they can get, you know, get through a 17-game 17, 17 season. And personally, I really don't think that they can. And then you look at the Green Bay Packers, okay? You lose Devontae Adams. You lose Scantling. You lose Lazard. You just lost your three top weapons. You have questions on the offensive line. You lost to Darius Smith to to, uh, uh, Minnesota. And you're a team that's kind of in purgatory because you have a tougher schedule you go play the rams you go play the buccaneers you play the bills you know it's, it's a tough schedule the detroit lions have an easy schedule now to start the season they play the eagles they play the commanders they play the vikings they play the seahawks i think the seahawks and the commanders is two 
wins that I, I think the Detroit Lions need to win. Now, if they went 2-2 two and two in the first four games, that's a win. That's a win. Because when you look at the back half of the schedule, it's very easy. You're going to be playing very bad teams, and you're going to have a shot to pile up some Ws. But the NFC North is not as good as it is has been. You know, usually you see two teams that are pretty pretty good. You know, Minnesota was there for a while. Green Bay's been on top of the division for a long time. But, you know, you look at Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's older. The offensive line has questions. You know, he just lost his three best weapons. What is going to become of Green Bay? You know, if they, they somehow manage to get away from the – they manage to have a good year, Aaron Rodgers is going to be – put on a pedestal as one of the best quarterbacks to play because the weapons that he has, I mean, Bill Barnwell put in the ESPN article that they are near the bottom in weapon in uh, skill positions. You wouldn't have said that a year ago. You wouldn't have, you know, when you look at the Detroit lions and you look at their team, they're built to win because I have said it from the beginning when they, you know, when they made the draft picks of Sewell last year, that you need to build your team through the trenches. They built their team through the trenches last year. They got Sewell. They built that lineup, and it looked really, really good last year. But the last year, we we had problems with the defensive line. You add a Hutchinson, you add a Pascal. You're getting no quarterback from injury. You're getting Charles Harris. You know, you re-sign Charles Harris. You're going to have a good rotation of defense events. You expect Levi Anzarike and Aline McNeil to take a step forward in their progression. The defensive line could become a strength for the Detroit Lions. And you, with Aubrey Pleasant coaching the back uh, secondary, you expect the secondary to be just average. If Jeff Okuda somehow you know, resurges his career, that could be huge. But Amani Aware is one of the is one of the most underrated corners in, in the game, in my opinion. Jerry Jacobs has come back off injury. He's going to have a good – He's gonna. I think he'll have a great uh, season. Only question I worry about with the Detroit Lions is their linebacking core. I think that is a huge question mark. Uh, I like Chris Board. He's a, he's a good player. Um, I like Balcom Rodriguez, but he's a rookie. Tough for a rookie to, you know, excel early on. Um, I need I need more from Derek Barnes. I need these players to take the next step. And it will tell a lot about the Detroit Lions coaching staff if these players can take the next step. But with the Detroit Lions, like I said, I think they can contend for the division. Because when you look at the division, there's not one great team. You know, you don't have a Kansas City in your division. You don't have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers in your division. You don't have an LA Rams or a San Francisco 49ers in your division. I mean, Green Bay is a good team, but they have lost a lot. And it's it's not out of the ordinary to question if they're going to be the same team this year. You know, when you look at the Detroit Lions, here's one way that they can contend for the NFC North. If they can, in their first six games, if they can go three and three, that would be a total win. If they go anything better than that, they will have the best shot to contend for the NFC North because you look at that back half of the, back half of the schedule, and it's not good. 
You know, there's just, there's some bad teams like the Jets and the Giants and the Bears where they could just stack up wins and then they go to Green Bay at the end of the year. They could potentially stack up the momentum and as they get to Green Bay, they could be playing their selves for the division title in Green Bay. You know, when I listen, when you re- when you watched the first part of this video, you were like, okay, what is this guy saying? But like, you know, Donald, the he's a friend of the show. He posted on the comments, and I, I loved his comment. He said, I asked, what does the Detroit Lions have to do? He responded, one, protection. Offensive line must give Goff time, and Goff has to capitalize with that protection. That's a great point. Goff has to capitalize. He has to find people open. He has to find players in the seam. And he, when Jameson Williams comes back roughly around the bye week, that could be an added trade deadline acquisition for the Detroit Lions. Two, Swift must also take advantage of the offense line and have a career season. I don't think he needs to have a career season. I think he just needs to be good. And I think he needs to take advantage of the offensive line and control the tempo with the ball control offense that Dan Campbell is trying to install in the Detroit Lions. His third one is a little bit out of the ordinary. You know, the defense needs to be uh, lights out. You're not going to have a defense that's lights out this early on. And, uh, you know, obviously with the questions with the linebacking core, maybe they surprise people and they're a great defense. But even if they're top top 15, I think that would be good enough for the Detroit Lions uh, going into, you know, going into uh, the last back half of the schedule because you're going to be playing some homely offenses that can't score. And if your defense is top 15, that means they're in the top echelon of the league and they could really – they could really make things difficult. But you look at the Detroit Lions, there's so much that can happen. And if they can get it done, I could totally see this Detroit Lions team winning the NFC North if they play their game, if they get out to a good start. If. It's a matter of if. You know, I'm trying to examine ways that the Detroit Lions can get to another step in the progression and the way that they played at the end of the season, I think they can continue that. I think the, the Vegas odds, the people betting in Vegas, saying that the Detroit Lions are going to go over six wins, and it's the most betted on team in the NFL, I think that has to tell you a lot about the Detroit Lions and the way it's perceived in the national media and nationally that the Detroit Lions could potentially be that team that surprises everybody. And to me, it wouldn't be a surprise. It would not be a surprise to see the Detroit Lions challenge for the NFC North because there's teams in the NFC North that aren't that good, that are have significant deficiencies, and you're going to see it come to a whole nother level when they come play, you know, they play the top teams. You know, the Vikings, the Packers, the Bears, they all have deficiencies on the offensive line. Packers and the Bears have deficiencies in skill positions, and the Vikings – they have an old defense, and it's it's going to be hard to see them, you know, last 17 weeks into the season. So I'm trying to get figure out what this team can be. And if you look at the Detroit Lions, I think they can challenge for the NFC North. I'm wondering what you think. So let me know in the comments, and we'll we'll, we'll break it down. And I'm going to have my, NFL, my Detroit Lions season preview. We're going to preview the quarterbacks. We're going to preview the running backs. We're going to preview every part of the team, including the coaches. 
Join me for that. That will probably come out in two weeks. We will see you then. Football is around the corner. Subscribe and like. Subscribe to my podcast on Apple and Spotify. Kings of the Jungle. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Between the Whistles Detroit. We will see you in the next podcast. Thank you for listening.